morning and welcome at that time. Once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, May the 17th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Now we're going on decades here. One of the longest running financial shows in the world. I don't know how long. I'd have to look it up. I'll, I'll do some research. Not, uh, I say I will. I don't know. Maybe I will. One of these days I will. I'll research it and find out uh, who's been doing it longer than we have. Uh, the physical delivery of hard assets, wealth insurance, precious metals, real money, right? As the uh, the famous J.P. Morgan in his testimony in front of Congress in 1912 famously said, gold is money and nothing else. And we're kind of learning that lesson as interest rates are rising again. We've hit a new uh, multi, I think we're at eight-year high now on the 10-year note in rising uh, housing costs, credit card payments, car payments, all getting more expensive. I'll break down just how much more it's going to cost you to buy things than it did at the beginning of the year, not to mention crude oil, uh, Brent crude. So that's the most of the most Brent crude is is in Asia, in Europe. You know, NYMEX is here. We have the what they call lighter crude or NYMEX crude, and that just has to do with how difficult uh, the crude oil is to refine. So the the NYMEX or light sweet crude that we find mostly here in America is a little easier to refine than the heavier crude that you find in most of the other parts of the world. Broke $80 a barrel, $3 gasoline. Bank of America says we could hit $100 a barrel before the end of summer uh, if certain things happen. Let's hope not. Uh, as the world has gone completely nuts, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. Another great one today. Ramon's just on a hot streak as far as getting you in the know. Uh, make sure you make it part of your daily routine, allamericangold.com. Uh, my mom made it to town yesterday, finally was able to escape the weather, the it's just incredible weather along the East Coast over the last several days. Uh, her flight got canceled on Tuesday. She made it out yesterday, got in time. We went to graduation mass uh, last night and then had dinner. Uh, then we celebrated her birthday. Her birthday was Friday, uh, and it was just great. Great to have her here, and, and uh, today is graduation. So we're going to all be uh, out in the heat. At least it's not like 110. I think the the temperature is going to be in like the mid-90s by the time graduation starts, which I know for people in Colorado, you'll think that's really hot. That's not that bad here. Uh, so we'll be doing that. I'll be out of the building early today and tomorrow, but Arlene is here, so we can take care of you. Uh, 800-951-0592. I will say this. Now, having said that, we will close a little early tomorrow. So today we'll be here to at least four. Uh, tomorrow we'll be. Every, no one will be in the building after two o'clock uh, tomorrow. So eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The royal wedding's coming up. 
I don't get it. But my wife is TiVoing it on three different stations. I don't know. Is she going to watch all three? I think her and my mom are planning a royal wedding marathon. Um, I don't know. I guess the dad isn't going, and everybody's all up in arms. And uh, I just want to know one thing, right? At the end of the day, I want to, how much does it cost, right? And I guess that's as close as the the fairy, fairy tale wedding that you could possibly have and all that other stuff. So I know for the for some people out there, they're going to be spending uh, their weekend gearing up for the royal wedding. I will not be. Uh, however, I will be attending a bunch of graduation parties and not playing any golf. So what are you going to do? Uh, what else? What else is there? Arlene, did I miss anything? Am I missing anything? No, I think I got it all. Okay, so that that's all the news of the day. Uh, talking about today, we had earnings from J.C. Penney's, Cisco Systems, and I like Cisco because Cisco. If you remember when I was telling the story about how uh, I came to Patriot, you know, I ended up uh, dating Sarah Erickson niece, and uh, we became friends, and and we had had our our first son, who's now the one graduating uh, from high school. And we were buying a house, and Eric was telling me, this was 1999, and Eric was telling me about the NASDAQ bubble and all that stuff. And, of course, I had owned Cisco stock with my other brother. Me and my younger brother, we, we, were, we he told me, hey, you got to buy this stock. And, and so I did. And every, every year, the stock would split and double and split and double, and I was, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then, of course, I started, I met Eric, and I started to get a little wise. And we ended up uh, selling that stock to buy, put a down payment on our house. That's how we got our first place. And I tried to tell my brother, and, he, and a lot of us can relate to this. He didn't listen, right? He's like, ah, no. And, and he was a, a millionaire on paper. You know, he had over a million dollars in stocks and of course by the time it was all done uh, that million dollars turned into 250,000 and uh, anyway Cisco and JCPenney's I'll tell you how they did plus a whole lot more when we return Welcome back Patriot Radio News Hour 800-951-0592 is our toll free number JCPenney's not finding the great new economy all that great. Uh, missed on sales, missed on, had a bigger loss than expected. Uh, get ready. You know, we've been talking about it. We've already had record closures in, in retail. We've had record amounts of bankruptcies in retail. The trend is going to continue. Uh, Cisco Systems, kind of the same thing, right? They, they did not... Uh, fare very well either this morning on the earnings front we had jobless claims which is almost a nothing report now because most of the jobs now that people are getting you can't file unemployment uh but jobless claims they were up they were up a little more than expected uh but again it's almost a worthless report now we got to come up with something else I, i don't know what uh maybe uh maybe we need to just start reporting how many people are working part-time Right? And how many people have to work 
multiple part-time jobs uh, to equate to a full-time job. Uh, maybe that's a, or something that would have a lot better meaning uh, for for all of us. The ten-year note again continuing to rise. Remember, we this isn't a shock. I told you if it broke three oh five, look for three and a quarter. If it breaks three and a quarter, look for three and a half. Uh, and, and and that trend is continuing. Uh, more problems out of Italy. Their bond yields are spiking now, and and just you know it's going to keep getting bigger. And I know right now we're trying to pretend. That it's not having an effect here at home, uh, but it's getting harder and harder to make that argument. So think about this. We know, and I and I think they're they're saying, hey, get higher gas prices is costing the U.S. consumer five billion dollars a month. <laughs> that's a that's a lot of billions, you know. You you think about uh, where, and it doesn't look like it's it's stopping anytime soon. But you know what? You haven't heard. How much have higher rates cost the uh, people that are buying homes? If you bought a $300,000 home, which now is the starter home in America, you know, when, when I was telling that story about selling our Cisco stock, the house we bought was 130000 I think it was about 100 I don't know the exact, my wife would probably know the exact number, but it was like maybe 135, 136, something like that. And that was a, you know, three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,600-square-foot first home. Today, which at the time was right in the ballpark of the average price of a new home. Right there. You know, about 130000 140000 Today, the average price of a new home is actually like 340000 <laughs> I mean, double, right? Prices have doubled, and more than doubled. I mean, really, God, I can't even do math. Oh, we're working on tripling. We're almost a triple. And you start thinking about wages haven't moved. This is why when you talk about home, home ownership rates, they keep falling. People can't afford them. You know, when I drive around this time, and how many times have I said there's building apartment buildings everywhere? It makes sense. Of course they are. Who can afford to actually buy just an, uh, a regular house? So if you took a $300,000 house, a new home, three hundred grand, thirty-year fixed rate. We're in May. Now we know that rates just spiked again, so this number is dated. But you're going to pay an extra twelve hundred dollars a year as of like three weeks ago. So an extra what hundred dollars a month added to the mortgage payment. Still three hundred grand. It's just gonna cost you a hundred bucks more. Now it's probably gonna cost about hundred and twenty five more. By the time this thing is done, the the three hundred thousand dollar house payment is probably gonna cost a couple hundred dollars a month more than it did at the beginning of the year than it will at the end of the year. Then you think about every time you fill up your car for it. Like right now, you know what? It's now up. I'm paying $12 a gallon more, or a gallon, a fill up more right now in my car than I was just in February, because February gas was still about 215 
right? Gas here now uh, about two ninety five, and and you're talking about that's twelve dollars. And I've got a car. My son's got a car. My wife, she drives the big battle axe, right? So her, she gets, she's got a you know twenty eight gallons. Me, me and my son only use fourteen. And you start doing the math, and and you understand how complicated this really is, and how does this really work? And this is why a lot of people are saying, hey, the repricing of the debt market hasn't even started to show its teeth yet, uh, but it's going to. One of the things that, that we worry about, right, is people not coming to the auction, which makes rates rise faster. Right, right now, I don't. I'm not even sure what the reason behind the move is. Right, because we're not in. We're we're weeks and weeks away from a Fed meeting. Right, the, so that's not it. Uh, we we haven't really had uh, any big news here. The economy, it's doing okay. Right, the earnings have been okay. Right, the, you know the the non-GAAP numbers had looked real good. In, in the GAAP numbers, they're not great, but they're okay. Right, we had a first quarter GDP number that was very much in line with expectations, and 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 again, okay. Why are yields running away? Some of it has to do with the countries now. Uh, whether it be Venezuela, Argentina, now Italy, right? And they, you know, notice how they're getting bigger, right? Little bigger countries getting involved, starting to blow out in all of the, as rates start rising all over the world. It's very similar to why I told you there's going to be a lot more retail bankruptcies. And we talk about zombie companies, right? That companies that only existed uh, because debt was really cheap. And as debt payments get more expensive, uh, they, they, they get forced to file bankruptcy. Because they don't look, you know, it's not like when you buy a house. They don't loan money for 30 years. Look at the United States. We're rolling over hundreds of billions of dollars of debt every week. Trillions of dollars and soon to be tens of trillions of dollars every year has to be rolled over same thing happens with all of these other countries they got to continually roll over debt one of the big advantages that we've had is you need dollars to buy things crude oil we've talked about how crude is going to be changing and the the rise of being able to buy chinese crude oil futures in the chinese currency how about this one uh this actually i just just today this came out and you think about how rates started spiking what on monday the dollar collapse is nearing the european union is planning to switch its payments to the euro for oil purchases from iran eliminating the united states dollar transactions here we go now remember right we pulled out of the iran nuclear deal and we want to use our uh our weapon that we have and our weapon that we have to enforce sanctions as we tell other countries hey if you use dollars we're going to have a problem apparently now the eu said well then 
We're going to fix it. It says that the EU has successfully found a way around potential future sanctions on Iran and openly defying the United States. They've helped seal the fate of the dollar, according to a diplomatic source within the EU. I'm privy to the information that the EU is going to shift from dollars to euros to pay for crude oil from Iran. Brussels has been at odds with Washington over its decision to pull out of the Iranian nuclear deal, which was obviously reached by Barack Obama. Now, why? I don't know. Let's face it. We know the deal's kind of a sham. But here's the thing, again, as we as our debt crisis has worsened, more and more countries now are openly, what, finding alternatives. Uh, according to the National Security Council, which has drafted the plans on Iran, they're now saying that the EU is switching to alternative settlement currencies along with both sides continuing uh, to trade despite U.S. sanctions. And again, remember what that means. They don't have to buy as many dollars. How do countries hold currencies? They don't hold them in the bank. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to, to get, uh, you know, to grasp. These huge companies, Amazon and Apple, they don't leave money in the bank. Right? Let me tell you, that's all the proof you really need about how state money is really in the bank. They don't leave it in there. You know what they do? It's payroll. Okay, let's cover the payroll. That money goes right out. They they don't leave it there. They buy bonds. Primarily treasury bonds. And now the European Union making them for the first time, first time I, I've heard of it, that they are going to be buying crude oil in something other than dollars. And it just makes sense. And now all of a sudden, now I kind of get why rates all of a sudden chucked. Because <laughs> guess what? Now they're probably going to buy less. Yesterday, we talked about college. You know, my... My oldest son graduated high school, going to go to college. We found out yesterday 43% of people graduating college right now. You know, college, they just graduated. 43% will get a job that does not require a degree. And you think about how much they cost them to get that degree. And remember, they told us forever and a day. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. The smart kid graduated from high school, and if he was smart, he became a plumber, <laughs> an electrician, right? Learned to trade, and by now he's already got four or five years of experience making better money than the guys that went into debt to go to college. And guess what? If he's a real savvy guy, he's getting ready to what? Go out on his own and, and make his own company. But just how much more expensive is college going to get? I'm going to tell you, and it's, 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 it's unbelievable. 
I'm having a hard time understanding it, but I'm going to tell you what it's going to cost. I'll tell you how much it's going to cost to go to the Ivy League. I'm going to tell you how much, you know, Stanford, MIT, Cal, Texas, you name it. Remember Ben Bernanke? Remember he wrote that book, The Courage to Act, and, and tried to tell us that he understood the plight of regular people because he worked a summer job at a Mexican restaurant. Well, he was attending Harvard. Of course, he was on break from Harvard while he was doing that job. And, and that somehow made him qualified to understand regular folks. And, of course, I told you, he didn't tell you in the book, but I went and looked. Going to Harvard in the 70s, $4,000. That was room and board to go to Harvard. So you think about, you do multiply that four times, sixteen grand for you to attend Harvard in 1970, 1971. Today... 266 grand and another 18 years for all of you that just had a kid I'll tell you how much you're going to need to save Patriot Radio News Hour we'll be back right after the break this is the Phyllis Schlafly Report presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios Ed Martin The Constitution requires the federal government to conduct an actual enumeration every 10 years, primarily because, as the Constitution also says, representatives shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers. This month is the deadline for finalizing plans for the 2020 census. The U.S. Census has always included all residents, including both legal and illegal immigrants who are not U.S. citizens, and even slaves when slavery was legal. But how many residents are citizens has also been counted throughout U.S. history as far back as the fourth U.S. Census in 1820. Until 1950, all respondents were asked to report whether each person being counted was a U.S. citizen. From 1960 to 2000, the citizenship question was demoted to the long-form census questionnaire, then went only to one in six households. And from then on, it was only included in the American Community Survey, which samples merely 3.5 million households. As Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross explained in his decision to include a citizenship question, a sample of just one in six households is not accurate enough to determine how many citizens are living in small election districts. To obtain numbers accurate down to the level of small census blocks, which are required to enforce the Federal Voting Rights Act, Every person who is a U.S. citizen must be counted, in addition to every resident who is not a citizen. Liberals claim that the citizenship question will discourage illegal residents from responding, thereby reducing taxpayer funding that doles out massive benefits to illegal immigrants. Secretary Ross anticipated these objections, pointing out in his eight-page statement that, on the contrary, there's plenty of evidence that the citizenship question has no effect on response rates. Perhaps opponents of Donald Trump should take solace in how he isn't ordering a census like the one used by the Roman Empire at the time of Christ. The Roman census required everyone to return to their home city to be counted, and today that rule would have the bonus effect of deporting many millions of illegal aliens. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. American citizenship should never be taken lightly. That's why you need to go to phyllisschlafly.com and be part of the dialogue on the need for border security and an accurate census, the travesty of sanctuary cities, and voting rights for illegals. Voice your opinion at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Gold just turned positive, 1291. Silver on the move. Uh, Up another 14 cents, 1645 now on silver. Today is the very last day of the half-dollar silver rolls. Uh, They're $130 to the roll, and I'm telling you, it's a great opportunity when you think about uh, right now. It's a dollar seventy-three over spot on those half-dollar rolls. A dollar seventy. I think that's got to be right about the cheapest they've been. I mean, because we've been right around two bucks over spot uh, now at at at, at one hundred and thirty roll. That's eighteen dollars and eighteen cents. And remember, when they when silver was sixteen, we were at one thirty. So now it's almost 16 and a half. I'm, this is the last day. There's 20 silver half dollars in a roll. They're $130 for those rolls. You get 20 of them in that roll. That's 7.15 ounces of silver, which is $1.73 over spot. Fantastic. But this is why we're better than everybody else. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. Silver Eagles. We're in the same boat we've been in all week. Or twenty eighteen is all I got. Matter of fact, today will be if silver continues. Silver rises again tomorrow. They'll be looking at four hundred. So if you want silver eagles, three ninety five a roll on silver eagles. Uh, and and really the reason why I like the half dollars right now is that that's about three dollars. And thirty cents over spot for a silver eagle versus a dollar seventy three over spot for the half dollar. So it's it's a no brainer which one I'm buying. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Speaking of education, we'll get to the college in just a second. Another state now lining up, rallying over teacher pay, North Carolina now, add it to the list. It's coming everywhere. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. Things are costing a whole lot more than what people got. A break is coming, and it's coming a lot faster. And just remember, the last people to know are the Federal Reserve and Wall Street. It's okay to be a little early but being one day too late is never a good thing. You think college is expensive now? You think that teachers that want pay raises are asking for too much now? Wait, just wait. If you're a new parent, you know what? If you're a new parent, you probably want to turn off the radio. right? You, you probably don't want to listen. In 2036, okay, that is... 18 years from today. So if you just had a kid, or you're just getting ready to, 
years? Can you imagine? I love these guys. They have these guys, whether it's Dave Ramsey or the guy that Fox has talking about dead and saving your money and, and rice and beans and all this. It's not going to help. There's not enough rice and beans in the world to make this math work. A four-year private university will cost over $300,000 in 18 years. Right? Now, I tell you, who could afford it now? Because now it's like 167 grand, right? Where we're sending our son, it's about 240 grand. Now, we're not paying that, thankfully, for football, right? But a 167000 they're now going to, they're saying 303. And, I, and I'm going to just tell you what, let's make math simple. Let's just say it's going to double. Right? It's going to go up 100% over 18 years, which is just 5.5% a year. That's all. But there's only 2% inflation, so don't worry about it. A degree at a public university. Okay, so that means, hey, I'm going to go, you're going to go to the local state school, right, that that uh, costs a little less. That one's going to be $200,000. So, so when you're sitting down and you're trying to map out, okay, you know what, we're not going to send our kid to Harvard, we're not going to send our kid to UCLA or Texas or, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go we're not going to send them to Stanford or MIT. Right? We're going to send them to Colorado or we're going to send them to, to ASU or U of A. Right? We're going to be practical. It's only going to cost you 200 grand. You know, no big deal. You know, over... 18 years, right? You need to save about $12,000 a year so you'll have enough money for your kid to go to college. Piece of cake. Now, however, if you want to go to UCLA, $400,000. Today, it's only two twenty-one. Cal Berkeley, four. Hundred thousand dollars. The University of Texas at Austin. Yeah, you got it. Four hundred thousand dollars. You want to go to Stanford, MIT, Harvard? We'll just round it off here at a half a million dollars. This is what is. And, and you know what? This is an outrageous. This is this is what college costs have been doing now for twenty years, right? This is only five and a half percent. Heaven forbid it goes up eight, nine, or ten percent. Think about it. I want to send my kid's got the grades to go to Harvard. He got accepted into Harvard. It's only going to be a half a million dollars. Don't worry, son. You can just take out a student loan. And you can live, when you graduate from Harvard, you can live in our basement for the rest of your life because it's not how long it's going to take to pay it off. 
But don't worry. It's going to work out just fine. Because you can just get a, a 529 plan or something like that. See, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, $12,000 a year for the kid. Wait, well, you know, wait, you're, heaven forbid, you actually wanted to have two kids. Well, let's double that now. That's twenty-four grand a year. Wait, then you and your wife got to save for retirement. That's another twelve grand a piece. There, that's you know. Next, year. hey, you need fifty thousand dollars a year. You got to save fifty thousand dollars a year. You'll be okay if you can do that. Then you look at them and you say, "Well, I only make fifty thousand. Yeah, how do you think it's going to end? Tell you what, it'll end a little better if you're able to put some gold and silver away. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is the toll free number. Wow. Just think about what we just said. Just any old college. And I and I don't wanna, you know, classify the state schools as any old college, but that's what they are. Right, it doesn't matter if it's ASU, U of A, Colorado, Colorado State. It doesn't matter if it's Iowa, Iowa State, UNI, right? All of those state type schools, or a private school like Syracuse, or or MIT, or Stanford, the Ivy League schools, all the way down to like Lake Forest, where my son is going. You're looking at a college education that is now going to run if you're born today. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think that's conservative, but I'm going to use it. 300 grand. You want to go to a private school, somewhere kind of closing in on half a million dollars. This is what they've done. You think about, now all of a sudden, North Carolina's rallying now, right? It was Kentucky, then it was Oklahoma, uh, then, then it was Arizona, Colorado, now, now North Carolina. It's coming everywhere. How do you really think this is going to play out? A house costing, let's face it, more, use Colorado as a great example. There are more homes for sale in Colorado between five hundred and seven hundred and fifty grand than they are from zero to five hundred thousand combined. I don't even know how much money it takes to to have a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage payment. What is that a month? I'm going to tell you right now. Right? It's, it's going to cost, probably for a $500,000 house, probably going to cost an extra, know what, $250 a month more at the end of this year than at the beginning of this year. And on top of the already outrage, you know, probably, I don't know, what are you talking about, $3,000 a month payment? Something like that, 2500 who can, who can afford to pay these kinds of things? And this is what's happening. And then they act like it's not. Oh, inflation's only 2%. The cars, remember the, the article, I think I did, what, a couple months ago, where I told you the way the Federal Reserve calculates inflation, 
the price of a new car has is unchanged from 20 years ago. <laughs> and housing's only up 57% in 20 years, right? Because they use that. What do they What do they call it? Uh, rent equivalent, whatever that is. And you're going to start seeing more and more and more people. And, and you know what? I have some sympathy for these teachers, but what about everybody else? What, you think you're the only ones that have to work multiple jobs? You think you're the only ones that got to spend your own money for stuff that, that, you know, to provide for your own job? Listen, I spend all of my money providing for my job. Right? You're not the only one. And it's happening everywhere. And I know they act like it's, oh, don't worry, because, you know, it's good. We gave these tax cuts, and it's going to be great. I'll say this. I don't even want to think about where we'd be without them right now, but it's going to get real bad. Now, you think that J.C. Penney is the only one that's in trouble or Applebee's is the only one in trouble? No. You think that... That countries like, that just Venezuela, or it's just Argentina, it's just Greece, or Cyprus, now it's just Italy. Right? It, oh, it's just this country, it's just that, it's not us. Then you find out today the EU essentially gave the dollar the finger today. They say, you know what? Yeah. We're going to buy oil from Iran. You want to know why? Because that oil is $80 a barrel. That's why. And if we don't buy it from them, it's going to be 100 so tell you what we're going to do. We're done with the dollar. We'll just use euros. And I, you know what? We're done with euros. We'll just use the Chinese renminbi. And these are the things that are happening. And, and it's just like, you know, Ron Paul used to talk about it all the time, right? We, we tried to be the global superpower and do all these things and, and spend way beyond our means. And the final blow, it's never really war. Right? The final blow is always what? Economically. We're running trillion, and really, let's be honest, we're running $2 trillion a year deficits. I don't care what accounting you want to use. Right, we can use fake accounting, real accounting, but math is math. And over the next ten years, that number is going to almost double. The problem is, the rest of the world doesn't want any more. And then what happens? Right, and I think I think we're seeing it now. Right, we're seeing the dollar's been rallying as the ten-year notes broke out because that was the old mentality. Right, the dollar rises when the ten-year note rises. I think we're almost to that point now where the do- the, the the yields are going to keep rising and the dollar's in for a real, real rude awakening. And this is the thing that I've been worried about the most: that yields are rising when they don't want them to. Like I said, we're four weeks away from any Fed beating. Right? There's no real reason for the dollar to be rising, and then, or for, for not just the dollar, but for yields to be spiking like this. And then you start figuring it out. Every week, every auction, there's a problem. Right? Whether it's a three-month auction, a six-month auction, maybe it's a two-year or a five-year or seven-year. Every every week now. 
and it's growing, and it's spreading. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, U.S. silver half dollar pre-1965, what we call junk silver. Last final day at $130 a roll. Uh, puts about a, like a dollar seventy three over spot silver sixteen forty five, gold's at twelve ninety one. The uh, the Dow is down, just went down, just went negative, down about sixty points. Uh, the ten year note now at three point one one. Get ready uh, tomorrow. I'm going to preempt tomorrow. So tomorrow's show we've been talking about all week. I said I'm going to get to it. Going to get to it. I've been doing a little more research. I'm ready. We're going to talk about. Bitcoin, the Liberty Dollar, remember the Liberty Dollar? They started minting uh, silver coins, and the the government flipped out about them, you know, minting their own currency and shut it all down and all that stuff, and potentially uh, what could come to Bitcoin. James Bullard, the head of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, he was... uh, He was at a conference, and he had a big warning for everybody. He said that the country has not faced this sort of dilemma since the 1830s. Now, I don't know. I'm going to research the 1830s. But here's what he was saying about Bitcoin and why it needs to end. People have not liked that kind of thing. They want a uniform kind of thing. A dollar is a dollar. Well, a dollar is a dollar until you need half a million of them to send your kid to college, and then maybe we don't want that kind of thing. He was at a Manhattan conference for Bitcoin and blockchain enthusiasts. I'll tell you the rest of Bullard's comments, what he was talking about, uh, the problem with what he called private currencies. And my one question is, why haven't they already been shut down? And I guess my, my, my thought behind it is is because uh, the, the, the right people that must be the, the power behind it all is vastly different than the guy that wanted to do the Liberty Dollar. And, and of course, that's how it is, right? The, they got to make sure that their people are the ones that enrich themselves. Uh, but we'll talk all about his speech uh, and why uh, the cryptocurrencies, listen, they're coming. They are. I don't know what form it's going to be, but some type of Fed coin is the future. Also, I'm going to talk not only about Bullard, uh, but Steve Wozniak. Okay, for those of you that don't know, he, him and uh, Steve Jobs were the guys that founded Apple. He put a, a, a time frame of when blockchain in, in, in a currency form, 10 years. We'll talk about all of that tomorrow. So it should be a pretty interesting show tomorrow. That seems about right to me, right? 10 years from now, right? That I mean, who knows? What, what are we doing? $40, 50000000000000 trillion deficit, right? A 10-year note that my guess will be somewhere double digits, right? We're going to be like Argentina, uh, I don't know, paying 20% for to borrow money. And there will be a whole new financial system. And, and listen, they'll, they'll use that crisis 
and they'll pitch it as the solution. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment of the week tomorrow. Everybody take care. Have a great rest of your day. We got one more show to do. Thank you.